in your past, if you don't go back to that person who you were then and give them safety and love and belonging, that trigger will never go away. That trigger will never heal. Hi there. Welcome to Living in Your Vision. I'm your host, Haley Miller. And if you stumbled upon this podcast, it was certainly by no accident. You finding this podcast means you are ready to fully embody your most authentic desires and your most authentic self. My guests and I are here to guide you and provide you tools to step in to the reality you've always dreamed of having. There's no more holding back. There's no more what ifs. There's no more I can'ts. This is your gateway to learning how to not hold back any longer. And with that being said, let's drop in. What is up and welcome back to Living in Your Vision. I wanted to start off today's episode with a huge, huge thank you to you. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to my podcast, whether that be at seven minutes long or 30 minutes long. You taking the time to listen all to my juicy tidbits really means the world to me. As for today's episode, we are going to be jumping right into triggers. You know those jokes that people say or, you know, common slang that's like, oh, I feel triggered or you triggered me. Oh, that triggered me. Da, da, da. Well, we're going to be talking about exactly that. My wonderful, amazing life coach friend, Allie Roberts, and I are going to be discussing these triggers and talking about what exactly are triggers and where do they come from and come to find out they're really not a bad thing. You know, they're just there as a reminder to keep us safe, but sometimes they come up at the wrong times and we need to put them in their place and we're going to give you the tools to do exactly that. So let's get into today's episode. Let's do this. Allie, I am so excited to have you here as it's about time to have you on my podcast now, right? (laughs) Thank you so much. It is about time. I mean, gosh, I thought I'd be your first guest. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I did too. And just so many different directions. And here we are now. And I'm excited for people to actually be a fly on the wall in our conversations, because really, this is just another daily conversation that we would have. And there's so much significance to it that it's like oh my gosh we both get so excited that we need other people to get excited about this that's right so everybody to be listening in on our conversations because I feel like they would learn so much from both of us 100% and so for my audience that doesn't know who you are um, give us a little background on who you are and what you do I'm just a coach and I like to say that because I am a certified health and life coach but those are just certified titles I am just a coach who helps women identify their emotional triggers and I work with them to change their reactions and responses. The end game is that they gain emotional freedom. So what is an emotional trigger for people that maybe don't know what that is? An emotional trigger is a response. It's an intense emotional response that happens in our physical self and in our brain. It's like you could be having a conversation with someone you know, a friend or somebody in your family or with your significant other, and something is said that sparks this feeling in you that completely derails you. It could be a single word that throws you off your game. And sometimes that trigger comes up. It could last a minute and all of a sudden your entire day is gone to shit. Mm. It puts you in a mood that you can't get yourself out of. Emotional triggers stem from the past. So for an example, let's say you have a friend who you had an altercation with or had words with at some point, and maybe you managed to remain friends, but the relationship has changed, 
or worst case scenario, you guys decided to part ways. And time passes, but every time that person's name comes up around you, or you run into that person, you get this emotional response. Your mind gets cloudy and you feel this heat rise in your body and you get into this mood and you're kind of thrown off. These emotional triggers keep us stuck from doing the things that we want to be doing, from moving forward, because we're holding on to an old story and we can't get rid of it. And the reason we can't get rid of the old story is because we have to identify the trigger and where does it come from in order to change the reaction and the response. You know, and I think those emotional triggers come up so much throughout the day for many people. And I think it's people aren't totally aware of what emotional trigger is. And so they're just like, oh, this feeling comes up, this thought comes up and it's like, I don't like it, but whatever. They just like think that's the way that the brain works. But the nice thing is with these emotional triggers is like we can recognize them and kind of um, not let them ruin your day, like you said, because we kind of allow that to happen. But unfortunately, many of us don't know that's even happening. I had no idea that I had these emotional triggers come up. I just like think a thought and then I get pissed off. And then I'm like, okay, well now my day's ruined because this thought that came in my head, but I never really realized that it was like, oh, I can actually kind of shut that down. I can kind of take care of that. But you used the perfect word, which was, we're not even aware. And awareness is one of the big modules of my program, my coaching program. We don't start the work until the awareness happens. And the thing is, people don't always know what's happening. So the first step identifying is the awareness, being aware that these things come up for you. So having somebody like a coach or like myself who specializes in this is making you aware of your stories and where those triggers keep coming up. So before we can identify where they come from, you have to have the awareness. And what's interesting is when you become aware, you kind of start to notice those patterns, like just kind of sit with yourself, notice when those triggers come up, kind of when something pisses you off and just listen to your, that voice in your head you begin to pick up on patterns, right? From like you said, in your past, why is it that we experience those same triggers over and over again? So the example, like you said, our friend, the name comes up and it's like, oh, this sudden like heat comes up. I'm feeling frustrated. Why does that pattern just happen over and over again? Because it's unhealed. Because until we heal them, then they're going to keep showing up. It's a repeated pattern. You know, I wish it was as easy as to say, okay, I want people to sit in stillness and think about the things that make you upset and angry or that, you know, we all have used the word trigger. We just don't tie them to these things. Yes. It's so funny because there's such a, there's actually a thing that people say right now, like, oh, that I'm so triggered right now. That makes me feel triggered. And people kind of say it as a joke, but it's like, do you actually know what that is? (laughs) Like, that's an actual thing in mental health that we work with, like you work with to help people get out of. One thing I wanna make really clear on your podcast is I'm not a mental health professional. I am not a licensed practitioner in mental health. I am a certified coach, life coach, but we don't realize, and there are people, lots and lots of people that are really taken down by their emotional triggers because of things that happened in their past. Until you become aware of the cycles and being able to identify where they stem from, then once that takes place, then the story starts to unravel. 
and the deep dive work opens up, then the outcome of all of the work is emotional freedom, which is the triggers will still show up. Let's, let's be real here. Oh yeah. They, they never go away. Like don't go away. But what happens is you learn to change your responses through the awareness and the identity. And that allows you to change your reactions to situations and change your responses to different things. And that is called emotional freedom. So, so can we go back? So we talked about how beginning the process of knowing and recognizing these emotional triggers, you know, the first step is awareness. How can we get from the awareness to the end step of emotional freedom? Can you kind of give us a breakdown? I keep hitting my microphone. Um, can you give us a breakdown of like how we can get from, okay, I recognize it's here. How can I get from point A to point B of B being emotional freedom? Sure, I would be happy to, although I can't give you every little golden nugget. Yeah. Or <laughs> you need to come and work with me to get that. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but there are certain things you can do. If you are listening to this podcast, to Haley's podcast, then you're going to walk away from this conversation. And that word awareness is in your mind now. It's going to go into the forefront of your mind. And the next time you have a trigger and you're in the middle of doing something and something else sets you off, you're going to go, oh my God, this is the moment of awareness. I can become aware this is happening to me right now. Start asking yourself questions like, Take that moment and don't lose it. This is your prime to say, okay, what just threw me off? What was it that was said or done, place or thing just set me up for this? Why did I get in such a bad mood? Why do I feel this like warm sensation in my body? And this, it's almost like this fury is coming into my mind because mm -hmm. it's setting me off. Try to become aware when it starts happening to you. And then take that awareness into why is it happening? What thing, place, person, word, event, memory, where did this come from? So you really, it's a really focused moment. You have to be able to sit down and really start looking back at the places of your life that are causing that trigger. Mm -hmm. So you could say, okay, I feel it. I'm aware of it. Now I'm looking at the situation that just happened and saying, why did this happen? What was said to me? What did I see? What did I smell? What did I feel? What did I hear? So use your senses because something set you off. Then going back to your story and going, going, you know, rolling it backwards to say, what, what happened to me that's now causing this to keep coming up? Because if you don't mm -hmm. go backwards and give that old self in your past, if you don't go back to that person who you were then and give them safety and love and belonging, that trigger will never go away. That trigger will never heal. Right. And they don't go away. They show up, but emotional freedom allows them to heal that space inside of you so that you can go forward and not let them derail you. Yes. And I want to point out a tip that you gave me a while back that when that trigger comes up, give me giving the example of, let's say a person's name comes up and it triggers me. Every mm -hmm. time I hear that person's name, I'm just like, again, heated, frustrated. I'm just like, oh, I, I can't, I just have a hard time. Now, this tip that you gave me, when that comes up, I separate myself from that voice. And it's just kind of like, it's on my shoulder, right? Yep. Like this voice is on my shoulder and I'm like, hey, like I see you, I hear you. I know this is frustrating, but that's okay. 
I got this. Giving mm -hmm. yourself a pat on the shoulder and telling mm -hmm. that voice, hey, thanks for the reminder, mm -hmm. but I've got this. Yeah. And that's a process of, you know, one is that you made the choice to start recognizing it happening. So you're aware now when, when you hear that name or you see that person, you are aware it's going to trigger you. You identified why it's triggering you. You went backwards to a situation that you had with a person and now you know why it's triggering you all the time. Right. And I think sometimes kind of like we talked about, you know, triggers seem bad, but they're not always bad. Right. Yep. And I kind of want to signify that because these triggers are here to protect us. Like that's what our brains do. Our brains want to keep us safe. And so whenever that name comes up, we're like, Hey, we don't like this person. This person right. doesn't make us feel good. Red alert, red alert. But it's like, it's not always bad triggers like that. Is that right? That is right. They are not always bad. And if we use them as a lesson to move forward, then they're actually doing good. So for example, what you just shared was, you know, you, you, this name throws you off. You became, you know, the more it was happening around situations, you became aware that it was happening. You went back and identified why the trigger's there to begin with. Mm -hmm. It changed the relationship you had with them. It left a bad taste in your mouth. And now you look at that trigger as almost a little, a little person sitting on your shoulder and you physically now tap your shoulder. Mm -hmm. It's a physical tap to say, I know you're there. I thank you for showing up and reminding me how strong I am. My response to you is now different. I'm emotionally free. I'm not going to let you derail me anymore, but thank you so much for the reminder of how great I am. And some people, you know, which is where it comes to my work is that the triggers are much deeper and they've been, you know, you're younger than my average client. And so there've been years of, of that same thing coming up over and over and it's left the identity of the person in a really bad and vulnerable state. And I'm really happy you just pointed that out because without understanding this concept of like what these triggers are, like what's happening in our brain, these triggers carry on with us till we're like 50, you know, if we don't figure it out or really implement new practices to kind of listen to what's happening, that's going to carry over and it's going to get deeper and deeper and deeper. And it just, it just hits, I think a lot harder in that age. And I'm speaking from what I've heard from other people not myself, right. obviously, because I'm not 50, but right. I, my mission is like, I don't want people to carry that for so long. It breaks my heart to hear people talk about something that happened 20 years ago that right. is still sitting on their shoulder and triggers them. Like it genuinely breaks my heart. There are techniques, there are practices that right. you can implement without going to see a coach or a therapist, like there are some points where you do need to go see one, but there are practices to help you begin to yes. process and understand these things that are really like hurting you internally. That's one of the reasons that I was grateful that you asked me to be on your podcast, because I think that the work you're doing for your age group is so crucial. And I hope that tons and tons of people start following and listening because you are giving people tools for life. You know, you're coming out of a, of a, you're at an age where you're coming out of college um, or for people that don't, don't go to college even, but just the age of just starting out your adult life. Either you're following your parental guidelines that you were taught and for other people, it's just caretakers they had. And for other people, 
It's just learning what the world is trying to teach. But those messages are not the same for any two people. No, absolutely not. And you're bringing on people to talk about things that are crucial in mental health and, and in life. Like you're saying to your audience, I want to teach you this. I want you to get these lessons now instead of when you're 40 and 50 years old and now you have no emotional freedom Mm -hmm. and you don't have any personal growth because you didn't do the work early. You're giving people an opening to do the work now so that they can carry that with them in life. And by the time they're 40 and 50, they are really living their best life. Right, and I mean- so kudos to you for bringing this platform because it's it's a great platform you're offering. Thank you. That's very kind of you. I find it interesting too because you do this work because you're helping these people who have carried that their whole yes. life. And it's like, hey, my people, my audience, like using these kinds of tools is not going to solve every problem you have. It's not. And I needed to go see a coach for and work with coaches and therapists to be able to help me get past mm-hmm. some things. But gosh, there is just so much ease in the mind when you have these tools in your toolbox. Even just the simple, like tap your shoulder, like, hey, voice, I hear you. I see you. I understand why you feel this way, but I got this. I'm moving forward now. And thank you for reminding me how strong I am. Right. And it's something so powerful about the simple, these simple tools. Yes. And I want to say something. I want to be clear. The tool that I gave you, the tap on the shoulder to recognize the emotion that's happening. If you don't understand or recognize when you're being triggered, how about recognizing when you're talking bad to yourself? Mm. How about the negative self-limiting beliefs that we tell ourselves like, I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get the grade on that test because I just I couldn't figure out the work enough. How about, you know, I'm not going to get that job because that person over there seems like they're more confident. Mm -hmm. All of these messages come from somewhere. And even in your 20s, you were once a child. And somewhere along the line, even with the most loving set of parents, somebody in your circle, whether it's a parent, a teacher, a friend, a caretaker, it could be Anybody. anybody said something that broke a little piece of your spirit that broke a little piece of that child's spirit and that little tiny crack stayed with you. Now you're in your twenties and you're telling yourself you're not this, 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 or this. That's a trigger. You can call it negative self-talk. You can talk, say it's a self-limiting belief. Mm -hmm. You'll call whatever you want. It all boils down to the same thing. It's an emotional trigger because when we come out of the womb and we're little babies, we are bright eyed and bushy tailed. We are fearless. We don't know any different. And if every day of our lives, the people around us told us you are smart, you know, it's like that movie, which I'm not sure if you know about, I don't know or ever saw, but there's a movie called The Help. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's a very powerful movie about, you know, what took place a long, long time ago in the South. And one of the women that worked in this, this household, you know, told the little girl that she took care of, you're beautiful, you're smart. And could you imagine if the people around us, while we were growing up as kids, every day said, you are smart, you are pretty, you are enough, 
you are confident, you are courageous, you are brave. If we heard that message every single day of our life, that would be fabulous, right? The world mm-hmm. would be a whole different place. Even if we went up for uh, a job or if we took a test and we didn't get a great grade and the people around us said, that's okay, you're still smart and you're beautiful and you're enough and you're talented and you're confident and you're courageous and the next one's going to be what you need. Could you imagine? We'd never feel bad for losing or fail, quote unquote, failing, which I hate that word. I use it, but I don't like it because failure is just a word. And the problem is people give it meaning. Uh, there's a stigma tied to that. There's so much value to failure. Like you messed up. That's freaking awesome because you're still standing up and still moving on the next day. Why would you let that stop you? Because you just learned a lesson. The world said the word failure means you did not accomplish what you set out to do. The Mm. problem is failure is a stepping stone to the best success. You don't fail and fall down. You will not sustain the success. Because you need those lessons in order to be the best version of you. And if you think that you get to the top and you stop learning, well, you know what? You might as well count yourself out. Because if you give up learning and if you give up growing, you've stopped living. And with this growth and this type of work, like that's what helps you get past those moments of like, I can't get back up again. Or, you know, like you said, it's, that's a limiting belief. That's, there's a trigger inside of you telling you like, I can't move on from this point. I failed. I, I'm not enough. And it's like, we're done with that. We're not somewhere told you that made you feel that way. And you, you took that one little piece and you ran with it and you let it stay in there. Right. And then the next time, you know, maybe that happened when you were five and then at eight, you know, some little kid at school, you know, said something about the outfit you wore to school. And all of a sudden you took that little piece and you tacked it on. Yep. And then at 12, you got braces and you were in middle school and the kids were laughing at you because they were calling you brace face or metal mouth or whatever. And you took a little piece of that and you t- tacked that on. And then you got to high school and you liked this boy and he didn't like you and maybe he made fun of you or you liked a girl and she, you know, whatever it may be. Or you were trying to sit with some friends at lunch and somebody said something that wasn't nice to you and nobody stood up for you. By the time you're in your thirties, you got so many little tap marks inside of you that now you got all these little puncture wounds. Right. And we are no longer available for that. My audience, you need to say this to yourself. I'm no longer available for that. I'm no longer available for these words to determine who I am, who I'm going to be and what I stand for. Because you know what? There's a, um, a Japanese tradition, a long, long, long Japanese tradition. And you guys, you can Google this GTS, Google this shit. Um, (laughs) yes. The story is that the Japanese would take broken things. So let's say they had a dish and it broke, they glue it back together and they fill the cracks with gold because Mm -hmm. they want because those cracks are so beautiful that they enhance them with the beauty of gold. Yeah. Those puncture wounds, all those little puncture wounds that we got growing up all the time, someone made us feel bad or told us something that we then allowed ourselves to feel bad about. We need to fill those puncture wounds with gold. Yes. Every one of them made us stronger. Every one of them taught us a lesson. So don't look at all your past wounds and pains and brokenness or whatever it is that you want to label it as failures. 
look how unique how unique does that bowl look at the end you know it's pretty nice in the beginning we're born out of the womb and it's great and then you know we drop it and there's a lot of broken pieces and then we begin to fill it with this gold and it's just got everybody's broken pieces are so different and different shapes different sizes colors we fill it yep with gold and then it's like everybody's line of gold throughout the bowl is like so unique and it makes it who you are and i would love to keep talking about this Allie, all day long but i think that we kind of got our point across today i'm so, glad because it's you you like i said your platform is a great great place for people to learn so many tools at a young age and i hope that you know me helping people identify what an emotional trigger is or self-limiting belief, which is a trigger to all those little puncture wounds that you got as a child or growing up. And now you're in your twenties or thirties, you look back and you have all these wounds. Listen to me, go into the mirror and take the imaginary pot of gold and just flood yourself with the gold, let it fill the holes. And then all of a sudden you will see how incredibly strong and beautiful and amazing and confident and courageous you are. That is amazing. So Ali, as we come to a close here, can you tell us where we can find you, your amazing content, your amazing services? Tell yes. us where we can find you. Yes. Thank you. Your audience can find me um, on Instagram. It's Roberts. You can find me there. You can find me at AllieRoberts.com. And also I am on Facebook and I have a private Facebook group called the wellness, it's called wellness warriors. If you want to join, I do a lot of lives in there, a lot of inspiration, a lot of talks, and I'd love to have your, your audience join me. And if they go to Instagram and click my link in my bio, they'll get link tree. And one of the link tree links is uh, a freebie, which is five ways to quiet your inner critic. It's some of the tools that they can start to use for awareness. Awesome. Awesome. So thank you for having me. I know you're going to drop my information in your show notes so people can find me. And I'm just, again, so grateful for what you are doing. Just in case nobody told you today, you are amazing. You are loved and you are so, so capable of living in your authentic desires. Your time is so valuable and I'm so grateful that you spent it here with me today. I'd love to know how this episode made you feel. So DM me on Instagram. I'm, I'm wide open and I'd love to hear your suggestions as well. It would really mean the world to me. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will see you next time.